0: Welcome to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbener, and we are the co founders of
1: kumonpix.com And on today's episode of Spawn, we are talking about. Dun 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 traveling with tweens and teens. No, actually, it's a good thing. It's
0: so much fun. Honestly, I think it's more fun than babies. Can I say that, Liz?
1: <laughs> I I know. Sorry to
0: all you baby mamas. Literally baby mamas yes. out there. But like, uh, yeah, I agree. And
1: we you know what we've talked a lot in the past about tips for parents with babies and toddlers, and because you know, you sure need a lot of tips when you're doing that for the first time. But we don't get enough like
0: tips for parents with older kids out there who want to travel. So we're excited to talk about this. Absolutely. And actually, we started a new column on our site thanks to one of our dear friends, Linda Kerr. She writes a site called Travel Teening, and she's been coming over every month and sharing her tips because she's living in Europe right now. So she's traveling with her teenagers. And Liz and I have both traveled pretty extensively with our tweens and teens. So I think between the two of us or the three of us, if you count Linda, which we will, we've got lots to say about this topic. We do. And like so many great posts. Well, first of all, I was scrolling through our site
1: just to like look at all the different travel posts we've done recently. Girl, you are like hitting the road and racking up the miles these last couple years. I am. Tell me like some of the places you've been recently.
0: Okay. Well, let, let me tell you this. This is something that we made a conscious decision. My husband and I, we really want to give our kids experiences versus things. We're very fortunate. We are very privileged to get lots of amazing things all year long. And so at the holidays, what we've started to do, and you know, our kids are a little old for Santa now, so that does help. We've started giving travel and cultural experiences instead of gifts. So that's kind of why you're seeing me do more of this, I think, because we try to go away every holiday, um, every big holiday like Christmas or Thanksgiving. And so recently we have done Hawaii. We were in Iceland. We were in Paris. We are planning a trip to London and Ireland this summer. So we you know, we've been a few places.
1: Amazing. And we're, we're the same way. I mean, some of our experiences are staycations, like, you know, Broadway shows here at home. We're lucky enough to live in New York, so sometimes we take advantage of it. And, you know, sometimes we just do, like, easy weekends where we can go to D.C. or Boston or fly to L.A. for three days or something. But we've been traveling internationally as well. Actually, my daughter, my older one, Thalia, she just got back from Costa Rica with her grandparents, Lucky Girl. Yes. And left me and stayed home alone while I'm looking at, like, all these different Terrifying photos of her zip lining and white water rafting with my mom, by the way, who's going to be seventy seven years old. She did everything with her, and so Sage and I were like, you know what? Let's just like pick up and go to Boston for a few days, as long as they're away and it's the holidays and you know we have free time and you know my partner was away with his kids for a few weeks, so we just ran off to Boston and we had a great time. It was so fun. It's it's so weird to just be with one kid. (laughs) I know.
0: I feel similarly. Actually, I just went to Disneyland with my youngest by herself, and it was amazing. So I think whether you're going with your whole family, whether you're going with your child, and you know, Liz, I just want to start this conversation by saying that I think we're both very well aware that traveling is a privilege, and we're going to be talking about some amazing places, but like you said, like a staycation right in your town, going away if you can, you know, wherever it is, I think there's value in spending time with your teen or tween and experiencing another culture, whether that's the culture of, you know, the next town over or if you're able to, a country far away.
1: Look, if I'm from New York and we go to Texas, that's another culture right Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I, I mean, what for I, real, like sometimes we just get in our ruts and, and we realize that like, you know what? Wow, there's super cheap flights this weekend or last minute travel deals and we can stay in a cheap like Airbnb somewhere. And you can actually really affordably do nearby trips if you can be a little spontaneous. And you know
0: what? With tweens and teens, you can Kind of do that more. I agree, and you know what? As the data nerd, I'm very glad that you shared a few research based articles about travel because it's not just like it's fun; it's awesome. There actually are no scientifically there's real benefits proven health benefits.
1: There are, there are. So we found this uh, article on through NBC News, like through their you know wellness section about these scientifically proven health benefits of traveling abroad. And I think, like you said, this applies also to not being so abroad. But um, for example, travel makes you healthier, believe it or not, according to a joint study from the Global Communication on Aging and Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies and partnered with the U.S. Travel Association. Oh. So like no bias there, but travel keeps you healthier. <laughs> they found that women in particular who travel at least twice a year or go on vacation, have a significantly lower risk of heart attacks, which is fascinating. It relieves stress, it enhances creativity, it boosts happiness and satisfaction, it lowers the risk of depression, which, you know fascinating. So, you know, I would take these studies with a grain of salt. But you know what, there's a lot of less scientific, let's say, more sociological benefits of traveling that our kids can reap that I think are amazing. Like just to get kids out of their comfort zone and get to know, like we were saying, different cultures, different kinds of people, different cuisine, different customs, like for real, like even going from like, you know, where I live to where you live outside Philly, like there's different stuff. They're like, oh, wait, what do you call a sub here? A hoagie? (laughs) Like they're
0: learning. (laughs) stuff. (laughs) That's hilarious and very true. It's like a foreign language coming to Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Everyone's like, Wooter? What's Wooter? What's Wooter? Or the Wawa. Everyone's like, what's a (laughs) Wawa? Yeah, see?
1: And down the shore. Down the shore. Yep, that one I know. And also, um, you know, like if you're in Balmore, you learn Balmore. If you're from Dundalkon, (laughs) I (laughs) You learn, like, all the different accents. Um, That's that's really funny. But also, I think as a family, it really lets you connect, you know, in a more neutral environment. You don't have the, like, clean up your room stress. You're not, like, surrounded by video games and stuff that your kids normally do that distracts you as a family. And I think it really gives you, like, a a essential point of connection and memories that you make forever. And that's the stuff that bonds you. And I, I think that's the best thing of all,
0: wherever it is you go. Absolutely. And I want to bring up the episode, the popular episode we did with Dr. Ken Ginsberg, who talked about teens being super learners, being risk takers. But we, we oftentimes think of risk taking as a negative thing. And I think travel being in a new place, helping them learn independence, giving them a lot of responsibility. Those are the positive kinds of risks that our teens need. This is the time in their life where they are going to just, they're like sponges again, you know, and I I try to remember that. And I think taking them to a new place can be super inspiring. And I think of my daughter going to Japan two summers ago. By herself, by the way. She came back a completely different person. She was so independent. She was so confident. I just couldn't believe it. Honestly, it was it was worth everything. It was worth missing her for an entire month, watching her move around on the Life 360 app on our phone, just to see her come back and be a completely different, changed, amazing person. That's incredible. But of course, that's you know, she went by herself. <laughs> so that was
1: that's like a whole other thing. That's really cool that she had that experience. It is,
0: but I think even when you go with your family, you can certainly still experience some of those things. You know, things.
1: it's interesting, because when I went with Sage to Boston, we got there on Easter Sunday. It happened to be a gorgeous day. We walked down Newbury Street in the afternoon. You know, some of the stores were open. Newbury Comics was not. Thanks a lot. But it was really nice out, and of course, it's Newbury Street, so it's beautiful. And she looks around. We're Literally, we've been there five minutes, and she goes, Mom, I always thought New York City was, like, the best place in the world. I would never like any place more, but yeah. <laughs> it's really great here. <laughs> and I thought, that's really cool. I mean, we've been to a lot of places and that she's old enough to actually kind of process like it was so pretty and the trees were in bloom and she thought it wasn't too crowded. And I, I was like, look, every place in Boston is not Newberry Street. You know, we went to Alston and Brighton later on the T. That was a whole different thing. But she really sparked to it for whatever reason. She felt a connection with the city. And I thought that was really cool. That's, that's like its
0: own point of growth. I agree with you completely. Let's get to it. We have so Many tips, and I think this is going to be super helpful. And even if you don't have teenagers, some of these actually do apply for younger children. And you know, you can plan ahead, you can be super prepared, and then you can be the cool parents who are taking your teens away because you've packed these helpful tips in your back pocket for those times. So,
1: first tip let's talk about saving money because that's always a good thing, (laughs) and especially if we're talking about travel, we want to save where we can and spend where we would rather. And so, as far as I'm concerned, I do not want to spend. A lot of money in like a big ritzy touristy hotel. First of all, I don't want to be around a lot of other tourists. I'd rather be with like more locals if I'm traveling internationally, or just in an area that's less touristy in general. Like we found this cute little inn, kind of like a B&B on Newberry Street in Boston, and it was fabulous and cheaper than staying in the hotel, and, and it was charming. The other thing you can do is look for short term rentals like Airbnb or VRBO, Home Away, any of those sites, you can find amazing And especially if you're traveling with older kids, right? Because first of all, they're going to want a little more privacy. You're probably not getting a single room. If you've got two kids and one or two adults in a room, it's fine when they're little. When they're a little older, they want their own room. And who wants to spend money on two hotel rooms? So for like a lot less money than even one hotel room, you can get like a two or three bedroom apartment to rent pretty much any city. And you save so much money. It's such a better experience. You save a lot of money not having to like pay for ridiculous hotel breakfast and Wi-Fi and parking and valets and all that ridiculous stuff. You just bring in your own food for breakfast. Or, you know, when you're traveling internationally, one thing we loved when we were in Madrid, we stayed in a place right in the writer's quarter, like the kind of artist district, which was wonderful. And so we got to go and have breakfast with all the locals every morning and eat the way the Spaniards eat, which was so much nicer than like sitting with a bunch of Americans in a Hilton somewhere.
0: No offense to Hilton, they're lovely hotels. Also, we have to remember, too, that especially if you're going to Europe, the hotel rooms are very small. Actually, I think the same applies for Asia as well. And New York City. Exactly. And especially with a family of six, like there are six of us, it's way more cost effective for us to rent something. And so anytime we go away, we always rent. And that also kind of brings us to the next point, a bit to the next point, is that it helps us because we're able to keep food and cook some of our meals.
1: Yes, absolutely. And if you cook some meals, you save some money. And then, you know, the truth is my kids don't need to eat out at a restaurant every night. Like they're really happy sometimes just kind of like, Grabbing something to go for dinner and then spending their time walking
0: around and finding ice cream somewhere instead at night. Or in the morning, if you're in Paris, in the afternoon, in the evening. <laughs> It's a 24-7 ice cream town, that Paris. Yeah, we had ice cream 24-7. That and croissant, we had like literally, I'm not kidding, for almost every meal. But what's nice about having your own kitchen, even if you're not going to make full meals, I feel like it's just easier to have like baguette and butter. And where we had like snacks or cheese and meats and just things that are much easier to grab. And I love your point. Like you don't need a sit-down dinner. In fact, those are kind of nightmares for me with four kids to have three sit-down meals a day would be super expensive and also just not great for my nerves. So <laughs> I, I think it's, get a rental if you can. Plus
1: if it's nice out. if yes. Look, if you're in a city like Barcelona or New York City, any place that has like a great farmer's market or some kind of market, it's so fun to walk through and look at all the different foods and pick stuff out and picnic somewhere. Just like way more interesting anyway. You just get a better sense of where you're traveling. But let me ask you, as long as we're talking about this, what are your rules about food when you travel with your kids? Are you like you're you know, no snacks between meals or, like, no oh, dessert please. until dinner? Like, do you, Or do you no. kind of break your rules? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all bets are off. All bets are off. I mean, within <laughs> reason. Like, if no one has had protein for, like, the entire day, I'll be like, hey, before you eat that fourth chocolate croissant and macaron, like, have you had any protein? You know, and and— I should say. My kids are great eaters. I don't really have issues with them like eating vegetables and fruit. Like they're cool. Um, We try not to overdo it with sweets, but at the same time, I feel like it's vacation and part of the fun is that you're not like Lunch will be at noon and dinner will be at five.
1: <laughs> yeah, John has pushed me a lot more in that direction because when we're traveling with the four girls, he's all about, like, must-have Twizzlers. He's like, it's vacation. We can have all the Twizzlers and all the M&Ms and all the melted milk balls that we want. And so that's what we have. We have, like, a car that's packed with all the, like, movie theater cars. Oh, he's fun dad.
0: I love that. He's
1: totally fun it. dad. So he's like, all bets are off. I don't care. And I'm like, all right. And I, I had to, like, kind of ease up on that. But it's actually just made things more fun. I mean. I I try to pick my battles and mealtime is not one of them, but especially on vacation time. I do not want to spend the entire dinner like arguing about it's your third night with pasta with butter. You know what? it's all right. Well, also, <laughs> I think okay. it's a
0: great point. Like, one of the treats of traveling with teens is that you're not really married to those mealtimes, right? Like, you can kind of get by. You can stop at a stand and grab a croissant or, like, whatever it is, you know, and then keep moving. And that's, to me, one of the benefits of having older kids and traveling with them is that I feel that there's so much more flexibility. And I don't know if you agree with me on that, yes, but I just it's agree. so much more flexible.
1: Absolutely. I mean, once you stop having to pack, like, goldfish and baby bottles. and oh, you like, Little squeeze bags of applesauce. Like your life is just so much easier anyway. But I still do have snacks. I always have almonds and dried apricots. Like I, would, oh, uh, I always have a few protein bars. Like you got to have that emergency stuff when you're traveling with kids because they do get hungry and you forget like how active you are when you're out seeing a town or walking around all day or hiking or whatever it is you're doing. You got to have more food than you think you need. So I'm always like the prepared mom with the like protein bars in my
0: bag. <laughs> you know, one of the things I love about traveling with teens is that they can really take a lot of responsibility in the research and planning yes and I have to say we did a road trip a few years ago to Vermont and my son he picked three places that we all voted on and we ended up picking Burlington Vermont and he helped me plan the entire trip. And that was when he was 11. And I think we, we don't give our kids enough credit. Like they can use the internet. They are very savvy when it comes to research. I mean, that's what they're learning in school. So why not put those skills to good use and make them your travel agent. Plus, they're more invested in it that yes. way. And they really feel yes. like a connection
1: to the itinerary, to the city that you're going to. You know, like Sage was really excited to look at all the Boston stuff. I keep thinking about Boston because we just got of back. Course. You know, it made it more fun for her to look at like all the museums and decide like, yeah, I don't know if I want to go to too many museums. And then like she would see something where she was like, ooh, duck boat tours. That seems interesting. I was like, okay. So I know that like that's a thing that she wants to do. And so we could kind of work it in and then try to balance the like downtime with the stuff that she wanted to do. Or we went to Vermont several summers in a row, as you know, like way north, Northeast Kingdom, which is so cool. And we did the same thing. Like when we've got the four kids, what we do is we create a big list. We divide it into quadrants and each kid gets their own square and they write down like their top five things that they want to do. And then John and I shuffle it all up and look at everything. And then we decide, okay, what are the things that they all unanimously want to do? And then what are some of the things that kind of float to the bottom? And we all negotiate together. Okay. So, these are the four guaranteed things that we will definitely do. Here's like the three maybe things. And then here's the things that like only one kid wants to do. And if we split up at some point, maybe we'll get to it. But like no complaining. <laughs> and then and that works really well because they feel very invested in it. Everybody feels heard. Everybody feels like they got to say. And they're old enough to, you know, have really strong opinions about these things. When you've got a three-year-old, you're like, we're going on the teacups and that's it. <laughs> like they don't fight back as
0: much. You bring up a great point, though, Liz, in that giving them ownership of what you're doing also helps avoid the eye-rolling and the resistance that I know a lot of parents feel like they get on family vacations from their tweens and teens. So the more that you can get them involved in the actual planning, what's fascinating to me is that kids are really excited to see things. It just might be a little different or the timing might be different than what you want. And so if you're more flexible in that, you might find that your teens and tweens are just more invested in the vacation overall. You know, in empower them. I love that you have here downloading the maps to your kids' phones. Like, I let my kids figure out where we needed to go on the Paris Metro. That was their responsibility, was to figure that out. And these days, with Google Maps, it's so easy to take public transportation in different cities. It's so easy. Let them do that. Give them a job of helping, and that really gets them excited about what they're doing, and you're not gonna get the eye rolls. Totally. We were in Joshua Tree Park over New Year's a year ago, with all the kids and my nieces. So it was
1: like six kids. And so same thing. We like had a big map of the park and we like said, here are the things that we're thinking about doing, but we let them look at it and figure it out and say, well, that hike looks too long. Or, you know, I don't know, this one's going to be around noon. We're going to be hungry. Like they helped us work it out because they could look at it. They could visualize it. It also took away some of the anxiety. You know, like sometimes when you're doing something new, like not every kid is like a natural explorer. And I think being able to show them like, here's how long the hike is, here's how long it will take. Like, really helped them feel not just invested, but like it put them at ease. They felt more aware of what we were going to do
0: and therefore kind of more comfortable. I also suggest getting to know the places that you're going because in many destinations, not all of them, but in many, teens, even tweens are often very comfortably able to travel around and walk around on their own. I know when my daughter was in Japan, it was very typical for them to like go out late at night, to be on the subway. Like there was nothing weird. About a 14 year old being out and about late at night. It might be difficult for you. And I'm not saying you like let your kid walk around at 11 o'clock at night, but this is a great opportunity to give them a little bit of independence. Like maybe they want to go down to the local bakery and grab the macarons (laughs) instead of you walking with them. I think it's great. If you've got Life 360 on their phone, let them go. And you know what? You
1: and I just had this conversation the other day, like on a kind of separate but related topic that sometimes, you know, we've given our kids cell phones to give them independence but it means they're relying on us all the time. Yes. And I think the idea of them being like a little unplugged, I mean, they can reach an emergency, but like a little unplugged and have to walk down the street and like pay for something with different money, maybe in a different language... Uh, I think that's a really big milestone for a teen to be able to do that. And you're right. If we can let go enough to let them do that, they're going to be fine. They're going to come home. They'll probably come home with more macarons than you expected.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And they'll feel really proud of themselves. I think we sometimes get wrapped up in this idea that like museums are educational and like these statues are educational. But you know what's educational for our kids is like you said, giving them different money and sending them to the store and making them buy their own snack or making them shop for their own souvenirs. So I think it's helpful if parents can broaden their idea of what is educational and what is meaningful. And you're going to see that your kids are going to get so much more out of the vacation as opposed to like museums are great, but like maybe they don't want to walk through every single museum and that's okay. Like there are educational opportunities, even in just giving them independence. It's
1: true. And even if you're not in a city, you know, if you're like in a national park, which is a great trip with kids. Yes. The same thing. Like, let them do, like, a little hike on their own that's kind of shorter. Or let them go explore one part of a national monument while you're at a different one. Like, I think all that stuff is really cool. The other thing is, I think it's okay to have downtime. You know, Some of our best memories is just letting the kids play in a pool for an hour while we just, like, hang out on the side and... Ignore them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and look at our own
1: phones. Yeah. And drink some but wine. It's fun for kids, first of all, to be unplugged. Yeah. So it gives them that opportunity. Second of all, I think it's good for kids to have things to do sometimes without you. You know, if you've got one kid that's a little different. You're not gonna be like, go play, child. <laughs> but you know, if you're traveling with cousins or multiple kids or you know, you have three or four kids. I think it's really nice to give them time to be together with each other and not just with the grown-ups, and just kind of explore, have downtime, chill. Sometimes just like go back in the room and like hang out and read. Um, I think sometimes we feel like on vacations, we have to like get our money's worth and make the most of it and see everything. And I remember learning that trip from Disney when my kids were really little. They were like four and six, which was a really fun year to start traveling with them. Like it, it was great. I loved it. But like the moments they remember were jumping in the little goofy fountains yes. on the sidewalk. That's such a great point. Or playing in the playground. Yes. Like little, Like uh, Kate just wrote a post about traveling to Disney specifically for parents who have children with special needs. But her points are so well taken for all parents, even if you've got tweens, that it's often those moments in between the big things that you plan that end up making the most memories. My
0: son, all he wanted to do at Disney was ride the monorail. That's all he wanted to do. He wanted nothing to do with the rides. He only wanted to ride the monorail. So I think sometimes we think that everything needs to be like this big display, and it doesn't really need to be that. There are those moments that they're small and powerful. Even
1: in Boston last week, you know, it was like rainy one day, and Sage was really wiped out, and she was really excited by the idea that the tea goes above ground once you get further out of downtown. And she's like, can we just like— Ride the T above <laughs> ground. I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." That's Five dollars well spent. So we took the Green Line out to BU, and Joe passed like my alma mater, where I bored her to death with like, "There's that building where that thing." Right. Happened. All your stories. All
0: your stories. <laughs>
1: exactly. I'm a storyteller. And then we got all the way to BC, and we jumped out. and we We're like Chestnut Hill, beautiful. And we literally jumped right back on the trolley and came all the way back to downtown. And it was such a fun hour, just like hanging out together on the T. That
0: was really fun for her. I just think that's so important, especially for teenagers. Like, schedule in the downtime. Like, you said you learned that at Disney. Like, we do that all the time. Like, we will often do a lot in the morning, and then we'll spend the afternoon hanging. We we sat and watched French TV when we were in Paris. Like, we literally had zero English stations, and we would all just sit and stare at the TV and try to figure (laughs) out what was going on. But it was fun, and it was relaxing. You make a great point earlier, Liz, that we kind of forget that... in a new place is actually tiring, right? They're thinking more. We're all thinking more. So even if we're not necessarily walking more, which for those of us who live in the burbs and are used to driving everywhere, we are actually exercising (laughs) more. But I think it's important, especially for teenagers. Now, one thing I do with my kids, I don't know if you do this with your kids, is I actually give them a travel allowance because that avoids all the 400 requests for everything everywhere we go.
1: I think that's a good idea. My kids, they don't tend to to ask for stuff. Like I've taken them into gift shops and they're like. I don't need anything. Oh, my God. It kind of depends. They're like in different (laughs) moods. Like there's some places where they just want things all the time. Like Sage would rather go into like Forever 21 and look for like grown-up-y things than like shop in a gift shop. So I guess it kind of depends where we are. But they're like pretty good about that. Usually I'll say something like you can pick out one thing or something like that. Or, you know, it's...
0: Well, that's perfect. Like that's a nice way to do it. Yeah,
1: you're more measured than I am with that. I think you're you're really smart to kind of um, make it regimented. Well, no,
0: but also my kids ask for stuff everywhere. Where we go, you know, they have their own allowance, but then I'll give them some money and I'll say, you know, here you go. This is what you have for the whole trip. So you need to decide what you want to buy, what you want to bring home. And I, I highly recommend this for anyone, even if you're traveling with younger kids. It works very well. I think
1: that's smart. You know what? I might do that on our next trip. I think that's a good idea just to be like, this is your money for the trip and, you know, spend it how you want. And then if there's anything extra, then I do make them work it off when we get home. I'm like, all right, then you're going to have to like do two loads of laundry or you're going to have to put all the sheets on all the beds. Ooh, or, that's <laughs> like, a I'll tough I'll make one. them like
0: earn it. I love. That. I think yeah. that's good. I think they need that. So can I mention one thing that we tried this recent trip that worked really well for us? Yeah. So one thing that we did in Paris that I am so glad we did was we actually split up. And again, I'm fortunate to be traveling with an amazing partner. So that helps. You know, my son was super into soccer. So he took my son to a soccer game. And then we did something else. My older kids are really into museums. My younger kids, not so much. And he loves museums. So he took my older kids to a museum. And I took my younger kids to a cooking class. So even if you don't have a big family like I do, there's something to be said about just splitting up. Like if you have two kids, you know, or like even if you have one child, like let someone go off on their own while you take the child and go do something. Yeah, I I think think it's great. We often think family vacation, like you have to do everything together. And I highly recommend that you get rid of that idea in your head right now. (laughs)
1: I agree completely. Like, we'll do that sometimes. Well, you know, we'll even do that, like, for lunch, where we realize there's two kids that want pizza and two kids that want burgers, and we're like, let's split up. And so he'll take the two kids who want the pizza, usually my kids, and I'll take his kids who want the burgers, and, like, we'll trade kids. And it's really fun. And, you know, then we'll, like, meet up at a museum or meet up in a park somewhere, and everybody gets to kind of feel like they're having their own little special experiences and a little more, like, one-on-one or one-on-two time with a grown-up. So I I agree completely. I think also, if you've got a teen, you know, it's not so bad to let them hang out in the room by themselves at night if they're wiped yes. out and you got like Amen. a little date night in that's one of the yeah. best things about having teens yep. they can stay back they know how to reach you they're safe they're fine hopefully you're staying in like a decent neighborhood and a safe place and like you can leave the kids alone for an hour or two and go out and do something grown-up y and come back and you know they feel more grown up because they got to have time alone and you feel like an adult again and not just like a you know a parent
0: all the time that is such a great point i mean this is why we like put in the hard time with the babies, man, is so that we can have older kids who are capable and old enough to be left alone so that we can go out and sit on the little street corner and have a little drink if we want or some food and they're just fine. That is what we put in the time. In other words, (laughs)
1: parents of tweens and teens, you've earned this. You've earned this right. Yes. It is a right right. that you have earned. So go travel, go.
0: (laughs) So, Liz, you know what's so funny is that we have written so many travel posts. Like, I just can't. I'm looking at the list in front of me right now. And of course, we're going to link all of these up over on our Cool Mom Picks podcast page. But honestly, like, one of the things I love about our travel posts is that we're very thoughtful I mean patting ourselves on the back here about what we write so like if you want to go to places like for instance New York City, Iceland, Paris, Nashville. If you want to go to Hawaii, oh my gosh, we have so, and we're very picky and very careful about what we write. And we know there's lots of stuff out on the internet, but like, man. And we're very
1: honest. Yes. Like, we've even gone on a few press junkets here and there where, like, I'm going on one next week, Kristen. I'm going to Punta Cana to the opening of a new family resort. Oh, I'm you know so what? We are jealous. always incredibly like, here's what we liked, here's what we don't like. In fact, if you want to yes. see what I don't like, read my review of of Atlantis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, I still remember that the drinks are expensive. I still remember that. And it's been like how many years since you've been? Yeah, it was like six, seven years ago. So the drinks
1: are expensive. The food was not healthy. And it felt like a Las Vegas themed Bahamian vacation, like on an island. It was so American. It, the food was like Johnny Rockets and the Olive Garden. Like I I couldn't stand it. So anyway, the PR people were really mad at me and never invited me anywhere again. But you know what? Too bad because our readers, (laughs) I value their trust more. And so we will always be honest about the places we go, what we like, what we don't like, and what tips we have for you,
0: what you should skip, what you should do. So yeah, I think our posts are awesome personally. Yeah, I agree. So go over to our site. You can check those out. If you have any specific questions about certain places, drop us an email. It's spawned at coolmompics.com. And of course, you can hit us up with your questions on Twitter, and Facebook, and Instagram. All right, well, Liz, you know what it's time for. I'm guessing Cool Cool, Pics of the Week. Cool Picks of the Week. Yes. It's time for Cool Picks of the Week. Liz, you're like um, a telepath. <laughs> I am. I'm psychic. I've always said that. <laughs> all right. What's your pick? So here's my pick. Mother's Day is
1: coming up, although you may be listening to this episode after Mother's Day, and it doesn't matter. Nope. Because this is such a cool pick. It is. So we put together a post of great Mother's Day gifts, all $20 and under, all stuff that we would want ourselves. It's amazing. But I want to point out one thing in particular. There is an artist I love named, I hope I'm saying her name right, Tyler Fetter, F-E-D-E-R, could be feeder. It could be Fetter. You might know her on Instagram, Tyler Fetter, and her shop is called Roaring Softly on Etsy, Society6, places like that. Anyway, she does the most beautiful illustration. She's an artist. She's described as an artist whose work explores big feelings, feminism, and pop culture. <laughs> so like all my favorite things. So she did this amazing illustration I love, and you can get it as a print really affordably. I think 15 bucks. It's just the five queer eye guys holding up like a little pink banner that
0: says you deserve happiness. I saw this and I kind of freaked out about it because I'm obsessed with Queer Eye, but I have to say, because I just put all of these on Instagram today, Liz, I just can't believe that these things are under $20. And also, by the way, can we just say, like, moms love a budget, so don't feel cheap. Like, moms will be happy that you're like, I didn't spend a lot on you, but I still found you, like, an amazing gift. Of course, you don't have to say you didn't spend a lot on them, but you know in your head that you did, but it's they're awesome. Save it for a family trip. (laughs) But yeah,
1: that's cool. In fact, we should put that up as, like, an Instagram post, not just in store because I think
0: it's really cool. Maybe we'll just dump that on in
1: Instagram for you guys tomorrow. Um, so how about you? What's your cool pick this week?
0: Okay, so I have been branching out because I feel like I've been a little weighed down by the true crime podcasts and a couple of my favorite <laughs> podcasts are not up with their new seasons yet. Like I'm tap, tap, tapping my foot for heavyweight and it's not here yet. So I'm waiting for my new podcast. So I had to branch out. A podcast called Forever 35, I don't know if you've heard of that one, was recommended to us on our many Facebook groups. I think it was probably an OutTech Your Kids, but someone else mentioned it. And it's these two amazing women who share lots of awesome tips about beauty and self-care. They have a ton of great Ricos. So this one I love it's called the Neutrogena Moisture Smooth Color Stick, and it turns out they were talking about something called a balm stain. Have you heard of this, Liz? Balm stain. No. Okay, so here's what it is. It's for your lips. It has a good saturation of color, but it also moisturizes, so it doesn't dry you out, which is what I need. So they mentioned a bunch of them, and one of them was this Neutrogena Moisture Smooth Color Stick. I went out and bought it, and I... Love it. Now it's not color stay. So like if you have a drink of coffee or you eat your food, it will be gone, <laughs> it's gone. but you do feel <laughs> moisturized so there's that that's good I know I know our listeners love beauty
1: picks so that's a good one I'm gonna have to check that out yes. because I actually could use something like that I've tried some other brands and they don't usually either have enough color or enough balm this sounds like it might be the right balance crystal.
0: this is a lot of color people yes yeah, so I'm impressed because I agree with you Liz like a lot of those ones don't it's like you're putting on chapstick
1: yeah like the cherry chapstick where you're kind of looking in the mirror like I think I see some pink
0: <laughs> yeah no no
1: okay so guess what we are doing something new Yay! we are at A new cool pick of the week every week where we're going to share another favorite podcast that we love. Besides our Cool podcast of the week. What do you think? Does it have a ring to it? Yes. Perfect. And even though you just talked about Forever 35, which is great, you actually have another cool podcast of the week that you want to talk about.
0: Yes. So I just got back from Mom 2.0. I saw a lot of our old dear friends, one of whom was Karen Walrand, who we have featured many times on our site. She's a photographer and an empowerment speaker and an author, and she has an amazing podcast called Make Light. I think of it as kind of like mini life coaching sessions. And by the way, she has an amazing voice. So that's the one thing like she could be talking about, I don't know, anything and I would listen to her. But she really is so knowledgeable. She was actually a civil engineer and then was a lawyer and then became a speaker and a photographer and an author. So she has a lot to say and she has everything from achieving your goals to designing your workspace. So if you need to make some changes in your life, you want some inspiration, you want some motivation, listen to Make Light. If you go to Chukalung, that's her website. We'll put all the links up on our podcast page. Or of course you can find it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe. Let her know that we
1: sent you. Plus, she's just a great person. I spent a week with her several years ago in Ethiopia with a group of women and she's just like an incredible person. She does have a beautiful voice and great stories and great advice and lots of wisdom. And I'm glad you picked this. This is a good one to kick off our cool podcast of the week.
0: Yes. Every week we will make a recommendation and we hope you will be so kind to go ahead, go over there. Actually, you don't even have to go anywhere. You can subscribe right now while you're listening and just add some new interesting podcasts to your subscribe list. And finally, we have even more news. Yes, I know. This is great. So we've wanted to do this for so long, Kristen. We
1: finally launched a Cool Mom Picks book club. We're going to be discussing parenting books and parenting topics like the ones you're hearing here. So I think actually this will be really great for spawn listeners because some of them might even be books where we've interviewed the authors here. You want to tell us a little more about how it works and about the first book that we're picking?
0: So the first book we're reading is called Under Pressure by Lisa Damore. If you read her first book, which I just did, called Untangled, you will know why we're picking this as our first book. It's bound to be amazing if it's as good as Untangled. Like, Untangled is my new parenting Bible, Liz. Yeah. So Under Pressure really focuses on teenage girls, stress and anxiety with teenage girls. But honestly, Untangled was also about teenage girls, and I use a ton of the things I learned with my son. So I just want to put that out there. Just because you don't have girls doesn't mean you don't want to read these books. So that's what we're going to start with. You can find it at your library, go to your local bookstore, and then you know what we're going to do is in a few weeks, actually May 15th, At 9 p.m. Eastern on our Cool Mom Picks Facebook page, we're going to do a Facebook Live. And we're going to talk about the book. We're going to hear, hopefully, from you. You're going to hear from me about what I thought, what I learned. And we're going to keep doing this for the whole entire year. Yay! We're going to have a new book
1: every couple weeks too. And by the way, we are picking easy books, you guys. It's like nonfiction. You can even jump around. You don't even have to finish the whole book. Like we get it. We're parents. We don't have a ton of time. We're not like, let's do Ulysses. (laughs) We're going to be reading really fun books from smart parenting authors about the buzzy topics that we all love. And we're really lucky that we happen to have found the world's most perfect sponsor for a book club, Kristen wine. I know. (laughs) The wines of Vino Verde, which are from Portugal. And now, by the way, I've been reading about them so much. I actually want to go to Portugal now. But the wines of Vino Verde, you can learn about them on Cool Mom Picks. We're writing about them. I'm sure we'll be talking about them. So grab yourself a glass of Alvarino or whatever you like. It's really good wines to kind of go with everything. That's the kind of wines I like to keep around, by the way, wines that go with everything. Because I don't know if I'm going to be like eating peanut butter with a spoon that night or like making a gourmet dinner. So. That's what I tend to keep on hand. They're a really cool sponsor. And, you know, what goes better with a book club than wine? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Spawn. Huge thanks to our engineer, John Bowen. And, of course, we love hearing from you. And there are a few things that you can do actually right now to let us know that you're out there. One of which is to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can do that right now while you're listening. You can also subscribe to our podcast and while you're at it, download or save our episodes. What that does is help more parents Find Spawned, which, of course, we love.
1: And by the way, if you haven't yet joined our Spawned podcast community on Facebook, God, I feel like we're asking a lot of you. We're not. We're trying to give you cool things to do if you choose to. And if you do, I think you'll love it there. Just go to Facebook. You can find it through the Cool Mom Picks Facebook page. Or just search for Spawned Community and it'll come up. It's a fun group. Everyone there is really chatty and nice and supportive and cool, just like we knew our listeners would be. And we'd love you to be one of them.
0: Yes. And be a good friend to all of your friends and family members And tell them about Spawn. Yeah, we're not afraid to ask for the order, (laughs) Kristen. Nope, that's what we learned in ad school. Yes, we're not afraid (laughs) to ask. All right, well, thanks for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye.